Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. Derek, 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 Derek. <laughs> hey, man. We're back. You and me, dude. Just it's us. It's been a long time. It's been just, I had the solo episodes for a while. We did a little retro uh, bite, not a retro bite, what do we call them? After Hours. Yep. We got, uh, we had Brittany last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're we're back, man. Just us. So nice. So nice Just to you be and back. Me, little, I call it the the DJ episodes, the little DJ episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it boy talk. Yeah, boy talk. Oh, I like that. <laughs> boy talk, baby. All right. How's everything been, man? You've been you've been doing all right. I've been doing all right. You know, hanging in there. How you do? Got the kids going back to school. Uh, watch that's out, been man. A, uh, that's been a uh, source of some stress, but we're working <laughs> through it. You know. I heard um, that. Not everybody, you know, I mean, just everybody's got different views on things, man. And going going into some, school around some this time. Some views are right. Some views are totally wrong. But, you know, that's good. Yeah, that's right. You got it. <laughs> yep. just Mine are right. Just kidding. Yeah, my yeah. My, uh, my opinions are objectively true. Um, yeah. yeah, so my our kids are uh, back at school. Linus started kindergarten this past week, so that was fun. Ooh. Little uniform. He's got his little uniform. Super cute. That's so sweet. Um. Yeah, he's uh he's really excited about it, um, but you know, back to school, back to normal, a little bit normal, and my kids are surprisingly totally fine with the masks at school. I would have expected them to like fight it and just take it off. Even Arlo, man, like a little three and a half year old, he's just like got it on all day, doesn't even care. It's like second mm-hmm. nature now. So it's so sad. <laughs> 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 That's like just normal for them. It's so sad. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. Know. Linus the other day said, uh, "Dad, is this, am I going to have to wear this mask forever?" I was like, "I sure as hell hope not, dude. I hope, I hope to God." <laughs> I don't know, little buddy. <laughs> we'll see. Get your goddamn vaccines, and nobody has to wear these stupid masks. All right, that's it. Um, that's your that's your PSA. <laughs> that's objectively true. That is an objectively true opinion. Right. Just um, lost half of our forty viewers. <laughs> ah, screw them. Good riddance. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, it's good to be back. A little boy talk, man. I'm happy. I'm happy. We're we're back together, dude. Too. What are we talking about today, Jeremy? I don't know, man. You had a good idea about uh, five whys to problem solving. Oh, yeah. So the idea for the five whys, where this came from, I wanted to tell you. I actually didn't tell you this. Um, You didn't tell me. Tell me. Tell me now. So good friend of mine, Rachel Miller, friend of of mine, friend of the podcast. No relation. uh, No relation. No relation. She'd fit in, but no relation. She'd make a good Miller. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> maybe she's a cousin. Who knows? I don't know. She could um, be a lot of Miller. She uh, lives in Kentucky. So okay. All there. right. All right. She's a member of our team, and she brought an idea to us to kind of change up how we do root cause analysis for our product. Okay. And uh, you know, it's something she had used in the previous product, and thought it was pretty cool. We started doing it, and who boy is it cool? You like it? Real good. He likes it. Yeah. Love it. But I wanted to kind of talk talk through it with you, do some examples for our dear listeners so that they get a sense of how valuable and powerful the five whys can be. So before you jump into that, Derek, I just want to say this is an actual this is a UX approach. This is a UX approach, <gasps> uh, UX approach to problem solving here. Are you telling me our worlds are about to collide? I don't know. Maybe so. Let's see. We'll see. Okay. All right. So Explain to me then, prove it to me, explain to me then from the UX perspective, what's a 5Y and how do you use it? Let's see. Okay. So, you know, UX team and the engineering team were solving somewhat different problems. I think in you, Carly, root cause analysis, I think 
for me at least, implies that something broke. And you want to try to figure out how to fix it so that it doesn't happen again. Is that accurate? That's it. Like a heart. Yeah. So, but Pretty in UX, heart. you know, we're, we're trying to solve problems for the user. Mm. In theory, maybe potentially if the solution calls for building software to solve that problem so that it doesn't happen again. Who knew? Right. And so um, one of the things we do is this five whys. And the idea is to just really keep asking yourself why, you know, over and over again, to get down to the root cause of why you do something, why it's a problem, why it needs to be solved. Um, and then hopefully that can then help inform what the potential solution might be. So, uh, for instance, um, I have to fill out this form. Okay, well, why? You know, well, because um, something happens and I have to get this thing and fill out the form so that somebody can send the information to the next things. Okay. All right, so why, right? So then you can start to understand, like, well, you keep asking questions. Maybe in this case, the problem is that you're a middleman, and maybe there's an integration that can go from step one to step three without needing you to fill out the form, right? Ah. Sort of a simple example. But okay. um, you keep, okay. you know, in that case, we just asked why once or twice. But uh, the idea, I'm kind of thinking this off the top of my head, but it's the idea <laughs> is to uh, to keep asking why to get dig deeper instead of just, well, because, you know, that's that's how we do this or that's how we do that. And you get deeper uh. and deeper and deeper and deeper. Keep asking why. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't know why we do that. That's a good question. Let's figure out why we do that. So hmm. um, so that's uh, that's the five whys for UX. So like, but sounds very so like similar. You're looking, you're, uh, it's, it's very similar. If not the same the um so you're trying to dig deeply and understand people's motivations for doing what they do maybe not even like i wake up in the morning uh you know talk about how my life got flipped turned upside down mm -hmm. you know i like to take a minute you Shooting know that kind of thing so, yeah. See, yeah you know but see that's the thing you know you keep asking why you say uh but then you know you get, get moved to bel-air and all that kind of stuff happens and <laughs> You know, uh, but no, the the five wise approach to me, it can really be applied to any situation. It's fascinating because it's about investigation and learning. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's what that's what we're starting to realize um, using it. Uh, and I mean, the UX community probably brought this to us. Actually, two Millers brought this to me. Um, <laughs> How about that? So it's a little, little uh, yeah, who knew? No relation. Um, I don't know if you mentioned So. <laughs> So I wanted to do a little five whys experiment with you. Uh, okay, okay, let's do it. You'll be the why man. Okay. And I'll be the guy with the problem, okay? So you are <laughs> okay. basically, pretend you are a, a five-year-old kid. Oh, geez. And okay. you won't accept my reasoning. Uh, right? I have a lot of experience with this, Dan, yeah, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> So okay. um, we're going to start with a, a real five-year-old kid scenario, okay? okay? All right. So the problem is, is that you want a cookie, Okay. And we're about to eat dinner. <laughs> All right. So you want a cookie, right. and I wait. So I want a cookie. You want and I'm the cookie. You why? You're okay. the kid. You want <laughs> okay. the cookie. Okay. okay. All right. So All right. You're, you got uh, a little little itch in your tummy, but I know dinner's okay. about to be ready. Okay. All right. Uh, can I call you Uncle Derek? <laughs> you can. You can. Uncle D. Uncle D. Uncle D. Uncle D. That's Uncle D. All right. Uncle D. Uh, yeah. I, I want a cookie. <laughs> okay. Um. So the problem we have right now is you want a cookie. Uh, -huh. uh you can't have a cookie right now. Okay, why? Because we're about to eat dinner. Why? <laughs> because we need a healthy meal once a day in the afternoon so that our tummies don't fill up with sugar. Why? 
Because if your tummy fills up with sugar, you're going to get a tummy ache and you're going to complain to me and you won't eat your dang dinner. Why? <laughs> That's five. Is that five? Yeah. Why? Oh, okay. Because, yeah. and this is, this is uh, yeah, so the, the last so, thing would be because... I told you so. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the dad. God damn it. <laughs> that's that's number five. Um, so here's where I see. This is where I think this this is how I would have answered these. And I, I guess it doesn't. I don't know. It all depends. But like the the thing again is like the root cause. And very similar to what you're trying to figure out with with this root cause is they want a cookie because they're hungry. Yes. Why, why are they hungry? Did you not eat your snack? So next time, make sure you eat, we will figure so that you eat your snack. Or you'll eat lunch. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Whatever, right? So yeah. So so in this case, like why I'm hungry, or I want a cookie. Why? Because I'm hungry. Why? Because I didn't eat my snack. Well, there you go. You had three so times. Why? Three times. You didn't need to get to five. So the the interesting thing about this is we asked the question from the person who had to provide the solution. Mm-hmm. All right. Kind of weird. The parent. Right, right, right. In the parent child scenario, if we asked it in the from the kid's perspective, and maybe this is like a parenting tip, I don't know. Uh-huh, yeah. From the kid's perspective, <laughs> and have them work through the whys. Yeah, this is exactly what they want. Have them work through the whys. Maybe it's easier. But maybe in the situation of, like imagine we were dealing with a situation for a software product. Mm-hmm. Um, you ask a why, like the system is performing poorly. Right. Why? You can ask the, you can ask the person using the system, why is it performing poorly? But... Yeah. That's not really their problem. Their problem mm-hmm. is I'm trying to do this and it's taking too long. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever action it is. And sometimes reforming that problem statement, mm-hmm. and you've probably seen this too, making the problem statement really clear. Yeah. Big, well, so, you know, deal. I was just thinking about this because, like, it's sort of similar to some of the stuff we've built in the past where we were working with operators on a yeah, shop yeah. floor, right? They have to do it a certain way every time. You ask them why, they're going to say, because uh, someone told me to, right? Mm. So they're not going to know why. But then you go talk to somebody at a higher level who might have been an engineer who designed the process. They'll explain it very succinct. Well, we have to do this because if we we have to do this in this order because if not, it doesn't meet federal regulations or something, right? And then you might ask, why is that <laughs> why is that a federal regulation? Uh, don't even bother. Don't even bother asking that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, so in that case, you can then explain it, and there there could be a source of. You know, because perception a lot of times is reality when it comes yeah. to effects, right? And so maybe instead of like forcing them to do this mundane, repetitive thing, you simply explain the purpose for it, why you have to do it and why it's so important. And then they don't complain maybe about it. Or, or maybe you solve other things and make other things easier so that that one task that is mundane and repetitive that is required isn't one of many miserable tasks they have to do, right? So um, – Anyway, I guess you're right. It all depends who you ask. Like if you ask the operator, they're not going to know why they do it. They're just told to, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but uh, that might help you at least, you know, understand maybe maybe you don't ask them five whys. That could be one of the five whys, but then you go to a, the person above them and that's the second and third why. And then they go up the chain. I don't know. Just making this up. I don't know. But anyway. Um, Bro. Yeah, the idea with the five whys is to ask five whys every time. It might be six, might be seven, but the idea is to – Keep asking why until you've solved the problem. If it's two whys or three whys, that's fine. Well, something we noticed um, when we're doing the five whys experiment and we're doing going through a uh, – because uh, it's kind of an experiment because you're investigating, you're learning and all this stuff. There's there's a big why at some point. The big why is where you have the big, oh, that's what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. 
That's the reason this is happening. But that's not the solution a lot of the times. And a lot of times we stop at the big why. Maybe it's the third one. Mm -hmm. And we don't ask, well, why did that code get updated that way? Right. Why do we allow code to get updated that way? Oh, it's because we don't share information as a team. We don't, you know what I mean? Um, Another thing that's kind of interesting about this is when you were describing that and we were talking about the five-year-old scenario and then software scenario, the five whys is about identifying how to relieve pain. Mm -hmm. Whether the pain is being experienced now or you anticipate it being experienced in the future, you know, uh, it seems like that's what it's about. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I'm just thinking again in, in the scenario, very simple scenario of the kid being hungry as for a cookie. We got to the point of you didn't eat your snack. Okay. Right. But then you could extend that further. Why didn't you eat your snack? Mm. And it might be that my meeting ran over and I wasn't able to go make a snack for him. Yes, it could be you. Right. And so from there, if that happens every day, you can then start to say, well, why is this meeting running over constantly? <laughs> can we shorten the meeting? Can we can we have an agenda? Maybe the agenda isn't clear. And so all of this, the butterfly effect, Eric, all of this ends up my kid being cranky wanting his cookie right before dinner because my meeting didn't have an agenda. Absolutely, man. Right? Such and a so big from deal. there, like, well, if I set the agenda, the meeting ends on time, I get downstairs, I give my kid a snack, my kid's not asking for a cookie 30 minutes before dinner. Um. So, yeah, you're right. It, it's, it, it doesn't need to stop there. It could even go further. Why isn't there an agenda? Why well, is somebody too busy to create an agenda? Then we need to take something off that person's plate. Um, so it could, you could keep going back and back and back and back and back um, and, and trying to find that, you know, again, the root, the root cause, the thing that happens all the way in the beginning. Um, and, you know, like, I, again, I tie this back to UX design because in the same case, you know, with uh, the example of, of some interface, some problem that we're trying to solve – the answer could easily be, well, like, you don't even need to do this at all. There's no reason to even have this interface if you just, like, completely remove this step. Why do you even have this step? You don't even need this step. Um, or maybe that's just some paper process that someone has to do at some point that doesn't become some digital interface or tool or something, right? You just keep asking why and get back to that, that initial thing. Dude, just gave me just gave me a thought. thought just exploded in my head. Watch out. People are taught from a very young age because they see and they work through math problems that that many problems that are complicated have solutions that are similarly complicated. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. see a, you see a, a, an atomic bomb, you're like, well, that's a complicated problem. Well, the solution is also complicated. You gotta, you gotta get the uranium, you gotta get all this stuff. These are the things we've, we're taught. When you look at the way that manufacturing tries to lean out their processes, a lot of times, the solution is move the machine two feet to the left so you can walk by. Right. We underestimate the power of simple solutions to solve complex problems a lot of times. And sometimes oh, yeah. we just think that, hey, if, even if I do that small thing, it's not going to make a difference. But you identified moving a meeting maybe 30 minutes could, could help your kid eat his dinner mm-hmm. every night, you know? Um, I was I was thinking about a, a situation where you know you have some minor issue like your leg is itching and you notice it keeps itching and then you realize you're going outside at six o'clock and then you ask why you realize there's a pool of water the mosquitoes are brewing all this stuff all you have to do 
is get rid of the pool of water. Just dump out that water. Just dump out the water. One action. You don't even have to keep recurring. Yeah. And so anyway, that was like a thing you made me think of. I like that, man. That's good. Um, yeah, the, the solution could be super complex, like go and buy some bug spray or I don't know. You know, make sure you set up some like mosquito repellent <laughs> fence or something. Uh, but it could just be just dump out the water. <laughs> Um, now there's interesting things is then you could go back to that. Why? And what if that like water standing is in a place that you can't reach, right? That sort of, uh, I guess, fork in the road. It could be, well, Mm -hmm. if you could reach it, you could dump it out, but you can't reach it. So maybe there, there does need to be some more complex solution, like a mosquito proof fence or something, um, that you need to design and develop and hopefully patent and sell for lots of money. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I mean, but it gives you time. It, 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 moves all the simple problems out of the way so that you have time to devote to the complex. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the simple solutions out of the way, time to devote to the, the uh, complex solutions. What is that law of like, like always check the most complex or the simplest solution first or the simplest thing might, is usually the answer. Miller's law. What is it called? It's Miller's law. Miller's law. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> How about that? Made, Miller's law. Made, there you go. I made that up. Listeners. Um, watch out. Yeah. Just, no, is it really Germany. Miller's law? No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> no! Right. I just wanted to make uh, it feel you real got good. good. Um, <laughs> Today it is. What is that law? You know what I'm talking about, though. Uh, I, the law of least. Yeah, there's hard, like somebody's uh, name. least difficulty. I don't know. Something. I don't know. Something. Anyway, yeah, whatever. we'll look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some law that like says you know the simplest, uh, the simplest solution is probably the right one, or the simplest answer is probably the right the right answer, or start with the simple. Yeah. Like when you're debugging stuff, you know, you don't go and yeah. like. Or you're like a mechanic doesn't go and take the engine apart if there's like a clinking noise in the engine, right? I mean, they're going to start with like trying to identify where the clinking noise is coming from and whatever. They're not going to go and start taking the engine apart. So, bro, for any of any of you out there who are programmers who have to deal with software on a day to day basis, if you go into if you see a bug in the application, and the first thing you think is that you need to redesign the entire integration strategy for your whole product and every single thing in the ecosystem, have a seat, take a walk, <laughs> come back. It's pro- it's probably just one line of code. I promise. I uh, promise it is. Yeah. Well, um, it's like, it's, it's funny. It happens so you know, much the, in, in um, software. IT, you know, IT uh, crowd. I don't remember. Watch that show. Um, yeah. You try to turn it off and on again, you know, I mean, it's yeah. like a running joke, but like, you know, it's like the simplest thing, turn it on and off again. And it resets something, probably resets a cache or something. And voila. It's fixed. (laughs) I just go back and think of like IT at at work and they're always like, you know, I can't open this URL or something. I get like something. I don't remember what it was. It was something like that. Like I couldn't go to a certain website like Google wouldn't work or something. Hmm. Any Google URL like wouldn't work. So I took it down to the IT department. They like wanted to reformat my hard drive and like re-image my system and all this stuff. And like I just was (laughs) like, you know, that sounds kind of over the top. And I just cleared my cache and like it worked. And um, they would have like I would have spent like an hour, oh shit, probably longer than that, like days down there, like reimaging my computer and putting all the software back on and everything. When all I had to do was reimage, <laughs> when all I had to do was uh, uh, clear my cache. Yeah, and you had actually hard problems that day to deal with, and you didn't want to be, you didn't need to be bothered by somebody, you know, somebody taking your computer for all day. Although I do yeah. Google quite a bit at work, I use Google a lot. An interesting, uh, interesting thought. Well, you determine if it's interesting or not. Um, what if you ask too many whys? I have, I have, a, I have an example for you. Okay, yeah, hit me up. What, how many is too many? So, I was watching this comedian. Um, 
we don't really say his name anymore, <laughs> but he had a popular TV show for a little while. Okay. Um, uh, he was friends with Patton Oswalt. Uh, okay. But Patton Oswalt doesn't like to talk about it. Uh, he had a TV show, and in the show, he's talking to his daughter. This is Louis C.K. <laughs> he's been canceled, Derek. You can't, don't mention his name. Oh, yeah. That must be why I'm not allowed to say his name. <laughs> he's been the, um, He was talking to his daughter, and his daughter goes, Daddy, why is the sky blue? Or some kind of question like that. He goes, I don't know. She, he, she goes, why? He goes, well, I guess I, guess I never, never learned that in school. She goes, why? She's like, well, I was, I was high all the time. <laughs> she goes, why? She goes, well, I had a lot of, I had a lot of issues with depression, and I had a lot. Of, and she goes, why? Well, I, oh, I, I don't know. I guess I just, I guess I just was having a lot of feelings. Why? And she, he's like, I don't know, because some things are and some things aren't. And just why? I, I, just, just because I said so, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's perfect. So it's like, a, um. It's almost like once you get down to, <laughs> once you get right before it becomes like way too metaphysical, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the thing, you know, where you where the next step would be you'd have to have a conversation with a therapist. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's when you know you've asked too many why. <laughs> yeah, maybe well, that's. The I answer. think um, that's probably where I would say like when you stop asking the whys because it's it's not always five. You don't want to stop at five if you haven't gotten there yet. Um, but once you start just getting to a point where you're like, oh, this is ridiculous, that's probably when, when your whys are, are done. You're done with your whys. You've overwide. Um, yeah, you've, you've wide, you wide too out. Many, you're wide out. Wide out. Wide out. <laughs> uh, so I think that might be the, this the thing to keep out. I don't know. It's more of like an art than a science, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like some, yeah, anyway, that's another. Much like U.S. It's an art. Yeah, right. Science. Yeah. So yeah, man, five whys. Big deal. I Big deal. deal. Highly recommend everyone try this. Um, if you have uh, a sheet of paper, um, really, you just need to write down why five times. Um, <laughs> and then you just, in between, you just write down the answer to the question. Could uh, be a sheet of paper. Could be uh, five sticky notes. Yeah, write it on the back could of your be, hand. Uh, yeah, it could be on your hand. Five hands if you have five hands. Or you need yeah. to get maybe two yeah, you need teammates. A for that. Uh, one and a half teammates um, yeah. to help you with it. Uh, unless they only have one hand, then it's two. Unless each True. one has one hand, then you need uh, then you need three. Unless you have one hand, then you need five people. Each of you has. It's, one hand. It's, it's, yeah, he's he's got a good point. This is this is the content you all crave. We know. Um, so, Jeremy, anything five anything else five wise related? Uh, no, man. I I think this is pretty pretty good. I um I like the five wise. I think it's really good for for solving or getting to the bottom of of uh, problems that seem uh, like like. You know, it seems like you know the answer is off the top uh, just by looking at it, kind of on the surface. But um, I think this is a good thing to always take. Uh, yeah, and just take just, with you. If you're having trouble on, like, say you're having trouble with your team, you're having trouble uh, figuring out what it is that is making your team not function the way it should function. Every you should do this more often. Sort of like it's one of those things like if it hurts, do it more often. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be difficult and challenging the first few times you do it. Write it down. Every time something goes wrong, every time a production issue occurs, every time, even if it's not a production issue, a QA issue, development problem, my development build failed. Spend time. Analyze your process. You won't get nearly as far with simply experience in your job than you will with insight into the experience you've had. And that's what mm. this provides. So that's a little it, nugget, Jeremy. A little nugget. Nugget little for you. Derek's nugs. A little nugget <laughs> nug. <laughs> All right. So 
Uh, five wise UX software engineers. We could both take away uh, five wise. I think it's a really important tool and just problem solving in general, regardless if that's a design problem, uh, a software problem, or whatever. Five wise. Uh, make sure you uh, check us out at retrotimepodcast.com. Like, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. Post this stuff on your work Slack channel if you feel like you're getting something out of it. We would really appreciate that. Um, thanks again to everybody who's been liking and, and who has subscribed and left a review and bought some stickers. We appreciate y'all. Um, and uh, if you want, um, tell a friend. We'd really appreciate that. That's it. That's all I got, Derek. It's great. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Um, you know, speaking of nugs, I, I, it's weird when I, I have this Wendy's by my house and, um, they actually have a sign outside that said like spicy nugs are here or something. I was like, is Wendy's really calling them nugs? Like, do people say that? It, it's yeah. a new, it's a new world, man. Yeah, it's just this, this, this America, Derek, it's not the America I grew up in. That's for sure. Let me tell let me tell you something about America. Um, I went to Target about, uh, 52 weeks into the pandemic. I didn't go anywhere. Okay. I don't know. How you um, by the way, if you're listening to this in 2024, um, <laughs> we hope was, everything's fine. Yeah, we hope um, this mask we, stuff, you don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you forget. Well, you've forgotten all about that. Um, but I went to Target and I looked on the rack and it was a model wearing a Nirvana t shirt. And I was thinking, what the hell happened here? And I looked around and there was like a, there was like a, a, a like Pearl Jam t shirt. Like it's 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 like, dude. It 90s. might as well. The nineties. Uh, what back. the heck, man? Dude, I, we were at Walmart getting school supplies the other day. They have trapper keepers, Derek. They are selling <gasps> trapper keepers with the like oh, that's with fantastic. the eighties or early nineties designs, like with all the like the. Uh, there's like a word for that, but like all the uh. the like futuristic retro like. Yeah, computer graphics you know what i'm talking about like the yeah the dude. weird grids and the suns and the mountains and stuff like in a computerized looking anyway all that's back no ferraris though didn't have any trapper keepers with ferraris on. <laughs> that <laughs> was I, really big that was like i don't know why that was so big with the lamborghini kuntak you know what else yeah. though the lamborghini released another kuntak no you really remember that lamborghini kuntak from back when we were kids the one that like you think of when you think of lamborghini yeah yeah, yeah. with the, the the uh gull wings that like went up like they yeah yeah up. yeah yeah. anyway um they make it they're making it it's like a hybrid now uh electric but anyway it's uh yeah two and a half million bucks so if you can afford all right it, man well i guess we'll go uh we'll, we'll go in on one yeah you and me i got driving fifty dollars that i could throw you got fifty, okay? Fifty right. and some retro time stickers. I don't know how much. I got a, uh, I got a little bonus from work, so I'll, uh, I'll throw in about a hundred. <laughs> usually, uh, usually I only have about twenty, but uh, we'll you gotta, yeah. I'll take my my son's piggy bank. I'll smash it. <laughs> take his, take his fifty bucks. Um, oh, anyway, yeah, ninety stuff is back, dude. The uh, the pants, all this stuff is like back. I'm ready for Jinkos. Somebody's gonna bring Jinkos back. Ooh, that's gonna be a good day. I feel like we're close. Know. We're really know, close. I'm, I'm all about my skinny jeans, man. I feel like uh, post-pandemic, I've definitely gained way too much weight to be wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely Just not looking they forward pop. to... I'm definitely not looking forward to baggy jeans. I don't want <laughs> Jinkos, man. You can have them. You can, they, this can stay in the 90s. <laughs> anyway. Awesome, um, man. Limp Biscuits excited about that, though. They're excited that the 90s are back in style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited they're I'm excited they're back. I'm not. I was such a music snob growing up, dude. You have no idea. Oh, dude, I was so into Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I was I hated Limp Biscuit as much as the people uh don't hate masks. Or yeah. people hate masks. I um like dude, I would have formed I've a, been, a posse. 
I have been to more corn and Limp Bizkit shows than I care to admit. <laughs> it was a time. The only band I wasn't I've chasing seen more chicks, than Limp so I had Bizkit, no reason to do anything. Yeah. The, on, the only band I've seen more than Limp Bizkit is 311, <laughs> which I think is cool. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. But I, uh, I was definitely in a corn. I was definitely in a yeah. biscuit, and I'm. I'm I, don't know. Sort I had to take ashamed. a deep breath there. I'm so ashamed to admit it. <laughs> I, I'm not. I look. I don't. I'm not a, as big a snob anymore, um, because nice. uh, I listen. I listened to. Um, there was a period of time where all I was bumping in my car was this Britney Spears album. Of course you were. And uh, it wasn't like. I mean, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty hardcore. Britney Spears album. Oh my because you have to play everything your kid has to be able to hear it and like and listen to it they're always in the car with you and so your music music sensibilities change um surf music is also very good if you're Mm. if you want some decent music but also don't want complete uh like like tacos on the face tacos on your face tacos on like that's every song no idea what you're talking about i think i'm i think i'm (laughs) i'm either missed it or passed it i don't know Maybe yeah, wait for the yet. tacos on your face song. Oh Jesus, we did listen to uh, "I'm a Gummy Bear." I had to listen to that on repeat. Oh yeah, dude, it's like it's it's spread. The Gummy oh, Bear God, thing dude, spread. I don't even know where they found it. I don't I'm even know a how gummy my kid bear. found it. School that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, a Gummy yeah. Bear. I'm a Gummy. Be- yeah, that one. Oh, it's too bad. All right, I think our people are, are sick of hearing. They don't want to hear this. Um, all right. <laughs> Cinderella culture is the key, baby. Talk to Britney, she will tell you. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy Dog. Cinderella culture is the key, baby. Talk to Britney, she will tell you every day. Seems just trying to get by. You know there's a way. You just have to ask why. Come on, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy Dog, Cinderella culture is the key, baby. Talk to Britney, she will tell you. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy Dog, Cinderella culture is the key, baby. Talk to Britney, she will tell you every day. Team's just trying to get by. You know there's a way. You just have to ask why. 